have to stop including Russell Wilson in these talks that if Russell Wilson goes here, does this team win a Super Bowl? If hmm. Russell Wilson goes here, does this team win a Super Bowl? This isn't basketball, and frankly, Russell Wilson actually isn't that great. He isn't that much of a factor that changes who football teams are. And so now we're thinking to ourselves, is he an upgrade over the quarterback we have, and can he make us a better team? And that's not every team in the NFL. Uh, Ryan Clark right there on ESPN Talk Show. Get up with Mike Greenberg. And if you're watching, you can see Dan Orlovsky is super offended. I just can't believe that the Super Bowl has happened. Or it hasn't happened. It's on, on the way the Pro Bowl has happened. The Super Bowl is on the way, and it's already hot take season. We have to put that off. We have a whole summer of this. Will he be traded? Won't he be traded? I'm sure they'll figure that out in free agency or whatever. But Ryan Clark saying that Russell Wilson isn't one of the greats, and he can't you know, be the Tom Brady kind of thing. That's fine. I mean, I guess that's uh, an appropriate take. If he could, they would have been better over recent years, but they've been pretty good, but not that that good, I guess. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. Got some Olympic stuff today. We're going to start with NFL news before we get to our gambling preview. We're going to do gambling stuff every single day for the Super Bowl. I think maybe Thursday. We will do the halftime show bets because there are some good. There are some good halftime show bets. Some interesting news from the NFL yesterday. Uh, an update from the NFL. There, this is PR, but it's also good. But it's also PR. NFL officials announced that there were 126 diagnosed concussions, the lowest recorded number since they've been tracking the data. Nobody knows when that was going to be. 2015 was the highest year for concussions. There were 126 this year. There were 183 in 2015. So the NFL, of course. Patting themselves on the back. Uh, this is from Lindsey Jones of The Athletic. The NFL's data showed that one out of six concussions this season came on special teams plays. Dr. Alan Sills, who's the head medical dude of the NFL, says that one out of five total injuries came on special teams, including 30% of ACLs. Yeah, the uh, kickoff, who rooting football. Like, well, those are the guys who can never make the team, and they're getting hurt all the time. It's just a collision. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous play but uh, you know it is what it is we'll see if we can get enough old people to continue getting old to the nfl is going to address this because the nflpa is going to make them i don't know what they're going to do but they're going to keep incentivizing not kicking the ball off and not forcing a return so i suppose that is what it is super bowl news los angeles county health director barbara ferrer uh, has said that la county will not lift its mask mandate on february 15th that is one week from today ergo there's going to be masks and stuff. Everybody at the NFL, they're at Radio Road. They're doing all the uh, Super Bowl preview crap. And, um, yeah, they're complaining about their masks. Orange County will be dropping the mask mandate on February 15th. Orange County is, of course, the Republican conservative portion of California. It's south of L.A., but north of San Diego, okay, in case you care. Uh, I had a cool moment from the Olympics last night. Um See if you can find it. Figure skater Nathan Chen breaks world record. The highest score ever in men's short program figure skating. He's 22. Um, The score was 113.97. Good for Nathan Chen. If you are a reader and you like to read stuff, uh, the Wall Street Journal has got an interesting piece about how Chinese Americans have been revered in China during the Olympics, but now the sentiment is changing and they're kind of being viewed as traitors and villains by... uh, the Chinese population, which is an interesting shift that I suppose if you've been paying attention to geopolitics makes sense. 
that is what it is. Leslie Jones, the comedian, uh, SNL comedian, has been for years now, well, like two years since the last Olympics, recapping the Olympics on TikTok and on Twitter, where she just, you see all the videos with Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg. Well, NBC pays them to do that, and they don't pay Leslie Jones, and she's just been redoing it. So whenever she does stuff with Olympic highlights, they've been blocking it and, because she doesn't have the rights, and they just, like, get the video taken down. And so this is an unbelievably stupid business move from NBC. They are so dumb. They're, they're idiots. You just want more eyes on your stuff, man. You can count her views. It's your, it's your thing. So instead of taking it down, just go to your advertisers. Like, look, 2 million people watch this video on TikTok, idiots. I don't know why the Olympic Winter Games, apparently the Summer Games did fine, but the Winter Games are just like not doing as well, obviously. People kind of forgot that they were happening, and now Leslie Jones doesn't get to comment on them. I just can't believe how stupid that is. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, you want eyes? You're, you're, unless you're the NFL or college football, you need to be growing. <laughs> you're not going to be good enough to just like, oh, well, nobody can use our stuff. Like, no. Speaking of petty bullshit, let's talk about Kyler Murray, who has removed all Cardinals-related content from his Instagram. Yes, we're already at the tropes. We had our first hot take of the year that Russell Wilson isn't a game-changing leader or whatever Ryan Clark was trying to say. And now Kyler Murray has removed all the Cardinals stuff. He's due for an extension. He was drafted the year after Josh Allen, so this is the early time to extend him. Lamar Jackson still hasn't got an extension, by the way. So we'll see how that goes. Um... This is just so amazing that this has happened. Arizona Kyler Murray has unfollowed the team and removed Cardinals-related content from his Instagram. The only recent content was a picture of himself at the Pro Bowl. So it could just be cleansing. This is what's going to happen now. He is then going to say, y'all are reading too much into that bullshit. We're not. I'm just cleaning my life up. Nope. Lie. Lie. Kyler Murray also blocks a lot of people. He blocked uh, a lot of guys from Barstool. He's blocked other reporters. He just doesn't like people that throw, that, um, you know, don't think that he's like the GOAT. Can't have that in his life. You want to watch a video of him throwing a ridiculous pick six to a defensive lineman? Let's watch that. This is in the playoffs. And then he looked absolutely rejected on the sideline. Yeah, not a great situation for Kyler. There it is. He's in the end zone. Just boom. And then he just chucks it. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take that. Appreciate it. And that made it 21 nothing in the first half. That was in the playoffs. Yeah, he's not going to get $45 million a year. He's not Josh Allen. I mean, it's very clear. At this point in Josh Allen's career, like, yeah, you might be the GOAT. And same thing with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Same thing. Kyler's not there. If Lamar's not there, Kyler is sure shit not there. And Lamar, he, Lamar doesn't have an agent, so we'll see what happens with him. But not a great thing for Kyler to think that that's a chill move. I'm, they're just going to lowball him. I mean, someone's got to take a stand against these quarterbacks taking all the money. The Houston Texans have hired Lovey Smith. It has happened, so they fired their coach and then hired his defensive coordinator. Lovey's won a lot of games, went to a Super Bowl, coached in college, wasn't that great in college, but he wasn't bad. The Illini are trash. So it wasn't exactly like there was a, a high ceiling for him for success there, but he did he did a good enough job. He stabilized the program. They were in free fall. They were garbage. And now they're fine. Um, so Lovey Smith, I kind of like the hire. Uh, the question is not the hire, it's the firing of the head coach who employed Lovey Smith. They really wanted to hire Josh McCown, the Texans did, and now they've been kind of bullied into hiring someone with experience, which does, I mean, it's a weird spot, because if you really believe that Josh McCown is going to be a head coach, and you're an incredibly bad organization, and everybody knows it, but 
the irony is that what if el- someone else thinks that Josh McCown is going to be a great head coach and they hire him and then you missed out because you're scared or whatever. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, so they say. Let's move to the Super Bowl prop bets. So I have been looking into Super Bowl narratives. We are going to do a halftime show. This is the dopest, and I do mean dopest, lineup of all time. Today on the Gambling Preview, I want to do skill positions and rushing and receiving. So let's get to it. I looked into, I did data analytics for about 45 minutes yesterday, and I found that um, the running backs, in my opinion, are going to be the key to both of these teams winning the game. The Bengals, quote-unquote, have a great screen game, but that's not true. They just suck at blocking so bad that the, uh, the defensive linemen have a difficult time telling what's a screen and what's just like getting their ass kicked. That's not, I'm not joking. That's actual, that's an actual thing. So the reason that they are able to run screens is because defensive linemen can't tell when they're being let through because they're so bad at let them through all the time. Aaron Donald, Sean Robinson, and who's the other guy? The 90, 91? He's a big white dude with tattoos. Uh, those three guys are going to have to win the game for the Rams. They're going to have to pay attention to the screen game regardless if you look at other games in which the Rams got their asses kicked, it was huge running back games. and didn't necessarily have to be big running games, but it was big running back games. I'll give you an example. The Cardinals dummied the Rams early in the season. Before J.J. Watt got hurt, the Cardinals were a better team than the Rams. Chase Edmonds had 12 carries for 120 yards. James Conner had 18 carries for 50 yards. That's 30 carries for 170 yards and two touchdowns between those two guys. That's very bad. Continuing on with this theme, we'll look at the, the Rams beat the Lions, but the Lions were, like, really feisty with the Rams. Like, well, what can we learn from that game? Well, DeAndre Swift had a 60-yard house call in that game. Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 57 yards. That's 4.8. DeAndre Swift, 13 carries, 48 yards. That's 3.7. Not good. Not terrible. Not good. So, so combined, that's 25 carries for 115 yards. 105 yards, excuse me. Wait. Yes, 105 yards. In the receiving game, DeAndre Swift had eight receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. So I think that screens and rushing are going to be a big deal in this particular football game, specifically because both defensive lines are not stout. They're incredibly athletic. Von Miller is good against the run, but he is good against the run because of his athleticism, not because he's a dominant edge setter. He can set the edge with his athleticism. Aaron Donald is a freak of nature. Sure. Ashawn Robinson is playing out of his mind because he's next to Aaron Donald. However, these defensive lines are built, both teams have defensive lines that are built to get after the quarterback, not stop the run. So B.J. Hill for the Bengals can stop the run, but he's really developed into a great pass rusher. Ergo, I think running the ball is going to be paramount. The Chiefs would be in the Super Bowl right now if they had taken the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and just ran the ball. Forget who was their running back, McKinnon. McKinnon was averaging seven yards of carry on first down. It was crazy. So let's take a look at the bets. Longest rush for Joe Mixon. The over-under is 13 and a half over. Huge over. Joe Burrow. Does, oh, we'll get into touchdowns in a minute. I love that bet. Cam Akers, over 65 and a half rushing yards. Same thing for the Rams. Sean McVay super conservative. He's going to get there just on, on volume. Wait, should I bring up the best slip? Bam, there it is. Okay, there's Cam Akers right there. Odell Beckham, over five and a half receptions. I think that both teams have really elite players in their secondary. I don't think that that's a fact. Jesse Bates and Mike Hilton for the Bengals and Jalen Ramsey for the Rams. So I think you're going to want to look at second, third, and fourth receiving options here. Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup, they may or may not get their numbers, but they're set so high that I'm scared of betting them. You know what I mean? Um, 
Mixon over 25 and a half receiving yards. Love that. DeAndre Swift got 60 and one. One catch. We saw that with Samaji P. Run against the Chiefs and Joe Mixon over 63 and a half rushing yards. So I think Joe, I think, I think there's a chance, and we'll get into this in later in the week when we do MVPs and stuff. I think that there's a chance Joe Mixon could win the MVP here. If the Bengals win, I think it could be Mixon and not Burrow. No joke. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. over 22 and a half receiving uh, longest reception. He's a deep threat. He's also pretty good after the catch. Uh, Stafford has hit him deep quite a bit this year, and he targets him deep. He'll check down to OBJ, but he'll also target him deep. So I love OBJ over 22 and a half for the longest reception. So big, let's do the big money ones. Ben Skoronic to score the first touchdown. Uh, I love that bet. Ben Skoronic had a touchdown. He's a rookie from Notre Dame. He's not that good at football, but he's good at running. So he dropped a huge, huge home run against the Niners uh, last week. Like a gorgeous throw. It just it bounced off his hands and just exploded like it was a bouncy ball, which is not great for him. Not a great look. Um, but I think they're going to go back to him because they said they need him. Remember, Robert Woods tore his ACL uh, a long time ago. He is tw- plus 2,900 to score the first touchdown. I can see a situation where, and this is what happened on his drop. They got the first down and they went, hurry up. I, I wonder, I, I don't remember if they were scared of a review or they just want to lock the, no, they completed the fourth down, right? They got the, they got a fourth down conversion. Then they locked the defense on the field. They were tired. So then they hit the home run to score on it. Usually that would be OBJ, but OBJ was locked off the field. What I mean locked off the field is you can't substitute when you go hurry up if you don't want to substitute and the defense can't match. So I love Brent Skoranek here. Those are great odds. He has scored touchdowns and made big plays. And when it comes to first touchdown and stuff, I'm looking for the highest likelihood with the best odds. Like C.J. Uzama has had a good stuff now, but because it's the Super Bowl, people have been paying attention. The odds are pretty intense. So if you're going to bet first touchdown, I like Ben Skoranek. This is my favorite bet. Joe Burrow is plus 10,000 to score two touchdowns in the game. I don't think he's going to do that. However, people forget that Joe Burrow is a really great athlete. He's one of the best basketball players in the state of Ohio. He's really cocky, and this is a big game. He's big game Joe. January Joe is, I think, the nickname people are trying to go with. I kind of like that, January Joe. we got to figure it out because there's been so many great Joes in the playoffs. Joe Montana, Joe Namath, Joe Burrow. So, he had very clutch rushes last week against Kansas City, including a couple third-down conversions. Against Alabama, he ran for 79 yards, including third-down conversions. It's hard to tell when he's scrambling versus when he's running. He's kind of like Mahomes and like, wow, you're way faster than you look when you're just kind of dancing around back there. And because he's so cocky and because he's so confident and so good, I like him to score multiple rushing touchdowns here. I just do. Do I really think it's going to happen? No. Is it worth plus 10,000? Yes, 100%. Love that bet. Uh, Other bets that we have. Is that, uh, yeah, Let, let's recap everything. Joe Mixon, longest rush, 13 and a half. Joe Burrow to score two touchdowns, check. Cam Akers, over 65 and a half rushing yards, check. Ben Skoranek, first touchdown scorer, check. Odell Beckham, over five and a half receptions. Mike Hilton and Jesse Bates are going to try to take away Cooper Cup, whether they will or won't, I don't know. But Beckham's going to get targets, I do believe. Over five and a half receptions, check. Joe Mixon, over 25 and a half receiving yards. That's the best bet. That is going to happen. Joe Mixon, over 63 and a half rushing yards, check. OBJ, longest reception, 22 and a half yards, check. I also like Cam Akers, over 65 and a half rushing yards. Later in the week, we'll get to the MVPs, get to some commercial bets, the coin toss analysis, of course. We're going to bet on the halftime show, all the fun betting. 
happening in the Super Bowl. The NHL All-Star Game took place over the weekend, and nothing happened. That was interesting in the All-Star Game. But rookie Zegras, the guy from the Ducks that's been doing all the crazy stuff, he did a really ridiculous, sick shootout goal. Dressed as average Joes, and he was blindfolded, and he scored, allegedly. You may have been able to see through that thing. Maybe we'll find the highlight for you one of these days. We'll be back in Better Than Ever tomorrow morning. Like, rate, review, subscribe, etc., etc.